0: Good evening from Thousand Oaks, everyone, with DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving week. It's week 12, and the Saints are coming to town, but first we recap a road loss in Minneapolis with the head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay. Good evening, Sean. How are you doing?
1: Good. I'm doing good, man. Time to move on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did the uh, film study reveal any uh, new perspective on yesterday's loss?
1: Yeah, you know, credit to the the Vikings. They made enough plays to win that football game, and really, you know, we had talked about it all week. When you go on the road in a tough atmosphere like that against a 7-2 and two opponent, which is now 8-2, and two, uh, you've got to make some plays, and, and you can't really beat yourself. And, and to their credit, they did make those plays. Uh, you know, we always talk about the turnovers. Big turnover that, that we had, and uh, you know, they ended up taking care of the football pretty well throughout the course of the game, and Uh, There was a handful of plays that... We feel like it are correctable, but, you know, we, we didn't make them, and, and you got to be able to make some plays, and, and uh, you know, coaches and players alike, we can all be better, and, and we'll do that moving forward as we uh, look critically at ourselves and try to get ready for a great team coming in here. The word I
2: kept hearing was humbling, humbling, humbling experience. I, I said I'm not sure if that's accurate. Uh, is that close, humbling experience, what just happened?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, when you say humbling or, you know, eye-opening, you, you go against a great opponent and you realize how small the margin for error is when you expect to go get a win against a great football team like that. and. Uh, You know They didn't have any weaknesses. You could see they were one of the more complete teams in this league for a reason, and and it showed up. And and I think, to our players' credit, uh, what they've done up to this point this season, when we have faced a little bit of adversity, I love the way that our team has responded, and and we expect the same moving forward into a very tough game uh, with the Saints. But today was a great opportunity for us to look critically at ourselves, look at the film, uh, what are the things that we can clean up, what are the things that we have to do that really in the first nine games before yesterday we had done uh, to win a lot of those football games that we had up to this point, and these are plays that we have to make moving forward, and, and we've got to continue to just mature as a football team, and I've got to do a better job as a head coach. You
0: mentioned the adversity. Uh, so did Andrew Whitworth in his post-game comments, almost indicating we needed something like this to happen to us at this point in the season. Can a loss like that serve a larger purpose in the context of what you're trying to achieve?
1: Well, I think certainly you always want to try to avoid those things and, and you, don't, you don't want to have to learn the hard way, but you know we always talk about it, a loss as a learning opportunity and we need to stay strong in, in, in spite of you know, the disappointment. But uh, everything that, that we look at is, is you know, we always talk about being process driven and there was a lot of things that we didn't get the result that we wanted and, and you know we feel like we can kind of focus on those process driven things that we can work towards improving moving into this week. And, and hopefully we'll get them cleaned up, and then we'll see that practice preparation equal some game reality going into the you know Saints week.
2: I guess moving forward, I, the first thing is health wise. How'd you come through?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, from a health standpoint, you could see lost nikel Roby with with what he had as a groin, and, and we're hopeful that we'll be able to get him back this week, but we'll monitor that monitor that as the week progresses uh, with Kayvon Webster got a concussion seems like he's in good shape today so uh, we're optimistic feeling good you know just talking with Reggie you know we take that very seriously obviously when you're in the pro- concussion protocol and uh, we're hopeful to be able to get him ready to go as the week goes on and then with Robert Woods unfortunate deal that occurred towards the end of the game where he's catching in and breaking route Harrison Smith tackles him kind of lands on that shoulder and it's looking like it's going to be a couple weeks for him
0: How do you adjust to that? Because he's obviously been a focal point of what you're trying to do offensively one week's notice no Robert Woods going to the Saints
1: yeah you know it's it's a tough loss because of what Robert means to our football team but I think it provides a great opportunity for some of these other younger guys that we do have a lot of confidence in to to get more reps than they've been getting and you look at the Josh Reynolds uh, I think it'll provide an opportunity for Mike Thomas to get some snaps you know I've got to do a better job of getting Tavon Austin involved in the offense whether it be at the running back the receiver he's too dynamic of a playmaker uh, to not get him more involved and those are things that you can look at yourself critically uh, especially you know as a head coach but also when you're responsible and as involved as you are on the offense and um, you know there's a lot of things that that we can clean up and and anytime that you're in the role that i am you know you got to make sure that you're taking that ownership and, and doing a good job of being critical of yourself as well
0: quick follow-up on the injury front obviously not a great day to not have troy hill be available when you lost the pieces that you did might he be a reinforcement in the secondary this week
1: he will be you know it's looking like we are going to get troy back and i think troy's done a nice job but uh you know we expect and we have confidence in those guys to be able able to move forward and 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 you know when they are called to step up and, and play good football for us and in the you know you see the vikings they're a good offense for a reason I thought coach Shermer did a nice job and case made some plays and then distributed to their playmakers and and credit to them for being able to do that yesterday
2: that's the best i've seen him look case keenum a yeah. complete game move it around uh but when teams start losing defensive backs against you how much information do you get from the guys upstairs hey this is what they're doing maybe their coverage has changed they're not doing certain things they're doing things differently now.
1: Yeah, that, a lot of it. You know, a lot of it is predicated on going into it based on the personnel you're expecting. And then if guys go down, then, um, you know, depending upon if they stay the same or if they start changing some of their calls just based on protecting players, uh, you always want to be in tune with that as a coach. And, and those are things that we communicate, you know, on a play-by-play basis. I
0: want to ask about Derek Carrier in the latest because he's been out – been without him for a couple of weeks now and he seemed to be kind of one of the unsung heroes in terms of the accomplishments in the running and the passing game is he getting any closer yeah
1: i think he's going to be back this week so that'll provide a spark to our team both from a special team standpoint and uh looking at just mixing some of our personnel groupings going into this game so that'll that'll help us out you know there's always some things that uh he does provide that like you mentioned you know kind of one of those unsung heroes does a lot of things that might not show up on the stat sheet but you can see his contributions are very important to us in our in in this building and uh he's a guy that we're Looking forward to getting back on the Looks grass. like an action
2: figure without pads. Every time I see him, I think G.I. <laughs> Joe. I don't know. He just That's looks that good. way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just one of those things like you, you have to – like sew it up, ball it up, and then move on. Tough to move on from something like this, from a, from a Sunday like this? You know,
1: I think every game, whether you win or lose, it's about being able to move on and, and look at the film from a critical standpoint, and, and you got to be able to improve. And, you know, regardless of whether we made a couple plays in that game that maybe changed the outcome, uh, it's still time to move on to a great opponent. But we got to look back on it, and I think our guys have responded the right way to a disappointing outcome. And certainly you're not where you want to be, but after 10 games uh, we're still in a position to play relevant football and to compete and it's a, in the next step for us is finding a way to regather ourselves regroup it, and be ready to go against a great new orleans saints team
2: i would feed cooper cup in the same situation again mm-hmm. yeah. i would right oh, yeah. there again no yeah. that
1: doesn't uh, he's made enough plays this year where uh, you show me a great player i'll show you a guy that's had some plays that he wants back in crunch time and and uh, cooper's a guy that that play certainly doesn't change the confidence we have in him and i know the confidence he has in himself just getting started here on
0: the coach mcveigh show it's a week 12 edition with the saints coming to town when of eight in a row Uh, same drill as always we'll have a segment called audibles with your questions directly to the head coach we will preview the matchup with new orleans but coming up we'll dig a little deeper into the offense it was a tremendous opening drive not much scoring production thereafter we'll get coach mcveigh's thoughts on that as we continue on a monday night at cal lutheran on espn la all right welcome back to cal lutheran in thousand Oaks with demarco Farr, jb long and the head coach of the rams sean mcveigh uh, digging into the offense a little bit here following a loss at the Vikings. Obviously, everyone wants to know kind of what changed after that first drive. But let's talk about that first drive sure. first because you go on the road, you know exactly what you're going to get from uh, that atmosphere, their crowd, a great Vikings defense, and you took it nine plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, no, it, You know, our, our guys made a lot of good plays, and I think, uh, you know, that was the first time I had been in that stadium, that atmosphere. What a great setup it is. They got great fans, and – um, you could see if you 're a Vikings fan, you certainly love being back- being at home and and enjoying kind of what a what a great football atmosphere that was so but I thought our players made a lot of good plays. You know, you only had one third down on the drive, a third and three. It was a big catch by Robert Woods. Jared makes a great tight window throw. Uh They brought a pressure there. We got a good protection and got it picked up, and, and that's what you have to do against a great defense like that. And then we were able to get a couple plays and uh get some rhythm, some run pass balance. Todd's able to punch it in from six yards out, and, you know, you feel like it's going to be a good day. And to their credit, uh they stiffened up. They made some plays. They got us in some bad third-down situations. But really, offensively, you had four drives in the first half, Uh, they did a good job on those two and then they forced the turnover on the other that we felt like was going to lead to a touchdown, uh, on the third down we convert and then they end up making the strip and and get the ball back at their one yard line. So, uh, when you've got only about 30 plays, we had, you know, 29 snaps and then 30 with the kneel that we took at the end when Mm. we got it back after our defense stopped him in the two minute. Uh, every single play is so precious, especially in an iron, in an environment like that against a great opponent. And, and that's where you, you know, you got to make sure that you capitalize on every op. What did they do schematically differently they, after that drive? You know what, they didn't really do anything differently. I thought that, you know, they they every everything that you earn get against that defense you earn and and that's why they're such a great defense. They play sound and uh in spite of us, you know, going down there, I thought they that was well executed. Executed plays by our guys, you know, and, and they were catch tackles, and we were able to hit the twenty yard play action pass to Cooper Cup on a great throw and catch by Jared and, and Cooper, and good protection. Todd had some good tough you know runs on that, and uh, we had the third down conversion. But I think you know it was good execution, but it was still it wasn't easy. It was tough, hard earned yards, and you know you got to play at top tier level to be able to move the football efficiently against a great defense like that, and um, and we weren't really able to do that for the rest of the day. And you know I've got a large part and a large responsibility and and making sure that you know you try to put your guys in better spots, and then we've all got to collect, collectively execute better cooper
0: cup is as hard as on himself as any athlete that I've been around in a while, and he's had some great moments for this team, but also some very difficult ones and You have to remind yourself he he's an old rookie but he's he's yeah. still just a rookie does the try easier approach? apply to him does he need any of that from you or is he good on his own
1: yeah i think you know i think the biggest thing is he's so conscientious you just want to make sure he's got such high standards for himself that uh while you expect to make every single play that when things don't go the way that we want we don't let it inhibit our ability to move forward and i Mm -hmm. think uh he is mentally tough he's very tough on himself you know you talk about that accountability that we always want our players to personify and and to represent and, and he's a great example of that you know he doesn't ever shy away from some things that he wishes he had back uh because of the standards and the accountability that he represents as a player but i do believe in you know we believe in him i know he believes in himself his teammates believe in him and and these are things that offer great opportunities to respond you know we always talk about setbacks or setups for comebacks and and i know that uh cooper will be excited about approaching this week and and getting on the practice field and doing things the right way and then hopefully leading to you know some good opportunities to make some plays like like he's going to get against the the Saints on Sunday
2: and some other guys down the field Tyler Higbee too another guy uh- you get another opportunity to make plays down the field. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know, we'll get opportunities. You know, there's a couple plays that, you know, we'd all like to have back and, and plays that we've made at different points in the season that have led to, you know, those explosives that I think have helped our offense out, and, and we weren't able to make those. Uh, you always want to give credit to the Vikings, but but we expect to, you know, uh, bounce back and, and hopefully execute better moving forward.
2: I just look, man, how much can you really do with 22 minutes of time of possession? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know, that, that's yeah. our responsibility as well. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're able to be more efficient on third down, you get more chances you get more plays and uh that's why I think team you know football is the greatest team sport there is because Defensively, we played so well yesterday. wasn't up to the standard that we've been playing at, and uh, you know we we didn't get them off the field on third downs like we would have liked to. And then offensively, we didn't convert on our third downs. So it goes hand in hand. And uh, I know that the guys continue to support each other, and, and we're going to rally around each other and, and make sure that we stay connected, stay committed to each other, and and hopefully bounce back against a you know a great opponent coming in here on Sunday.
0: In our first uh, segment, you referenced uh, utilizing Tavon Austin a little bit more, yep. and obviously that was a season low for him in terms of. Appearances, but are there just certain matchups week to week in the NFL where uh, either designs that you've had previously or packages you've had previously just don't apply because of what a
1: defense presents you? You know, there are, but, you know, there's the. There, ultimately you got to get Tavon in the game and I think you know the limited snaps that we had and then also the kind of the approach that we were going with as far as how we were getting some things done a little bit more at the line of scrimmage than we're accustomed to it's a little bit harder to rotate because you are dealing with the crowd noise and then once you get into the third downs and then how do you implement that so either way no matter how you cut it it's an excuse and I've got to do a much better job of of getting him involved in the game he's too good of a playmaker he's too important to our offense uh, to be next to me and and that's something that 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 will change and and make sure that he is more involved moving forward. Uh,
2: Two sacks against five hits. Uh, I don't see protection issues. I see a lot of crowd noise and guys getting a good jump. What did you see?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, credit to them. I think on the one, you know, we've got a chip on Hunter, and he does a great job going through us and ended up getting the one sack, and then they got the sack later on in the game, uh, kind of in the two-minute situation on the fourth down, the last play of the game. But I thought we protected well against an excellent front, uh, handled the pressure. Uh, But the, the biggest thing that stood out was that when we do get into those situations, situations how difficult it is to convert you want to try to avoid those and then you know when you look at what are some of the things that have been a strength of our offense it's creating those explosives we weren't able to get as many as you're accustomed to and against a defense like that to be able to just sustain drives go play in and play out uh, to have to be able to do it like we did the opening drive is difficult and and we weren't able to do that uh, you know, you can't hurt yourself with offensive PIs, you know, uh, delay games. There's a lot of different things that come into to play, and, and we all have a part in it, and, and we're going to make sure that we try to get better moving forward.
0: It looked like you had an explosive available to you on a play that looked a lot like the one you hit to Todd Gurley in Dallas for a touchdown. And I'm not sure yeah, what happened him. with Jared's footing there. Perhaps you had a chance to look back and speak with Jared there.
1: Yeah, it just slipped a little bit. You know, he was moving in the pocket. They brought Newman a nickel slot off the, you know, they brought him nickel pressure off the slot, but we had it picked up, you know, with the protection that we did have have, but we got a little loose, and he, I think he was just moving, and he saw it kind of flash to him, and, and just you just slipped, and just a, a missed stop that, you know, things that we've made. And you talk about when you go to uh, win on the road against a team like Dallas earlier in the year, and then you have opportunities similar. We've made those plays before. If we expect to be able to win those games, you know, we got to be able to make them. But uh, we didn't do that, and I think it's a great opportunity to look at it and just say, this is something that shouldn't affect our confidence, but motivate us to move forward in a positive manner, not mm-hmm. something that's going to inhibit our ability. Uh, to move forward uh, with a positive, resilient mindset. And that, and that's the, the approach that I, that I get from those guys as well. This is the Coach McVay Show, Week 12 edition at Cal Lutheran in Thousand
0: Oaks with DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long, and the head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay. Do you anticipate going forward that teams will take an approach like Minnesota did where they see, hey, this is the top-scoring team in the league coming our way. Goff's in a groove. McVay's calling great plays. We've got to find a way to lean on their defense with their running game and keep the ball away. I mean, is that a, a very real approach that you could see in these next
1: weeks? I think it's a real approach really for teams in, in general is that you know, you, you want to try to you know keep your offense on the field and keep your defense off the grass. And, and the key thing for us is, uh, you know, we we there's great teams week in and week out, and and I think it's about you know playing a game that is conducive for trying to win the football game as a team. And that's something that I think we've done a good job of yesterday. Uh, we didn't play great complimentary football and the Vikings did. And I think that's a big credit to why you see those guys eight and two. I thought, you know, I thought Case managed the game extremely well. And I thought those guys did some good things in the running game. Uh, but you could see when we were pressuring the balls coming out, guys were able to do some different things on the perimeter. Uh, you see the, you know, their ability to create after the catch and. And they did a nice job, so you give them credit. But uh, those are the types of things that, that good teams do, and, and we hope to kind of try to mimic and emulate that and kind of get back to that formula that you've seen help us win some games where we were on a four-game win streak uh, before. You know, and, and you're not used to waking up with that sick pit in your stomach mm-hmm. this morning and uh, just motivate you in the right ways to, to hopefully get it out of there. I'm glad it's still there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm glad well, you is. have that sick feeling. I, I
1: just wonder, we talked about this. What
2: would have happened had Cooper Cup scored there? I wonder how that how the game changes there Yeah, I, on their side and yours.
1: Sure sure you know i think there's a lot of things there's always a handful of plays that uh, affect the outcome of it certainly that was one that would have but whether you say it actually changes the whole outcome i don't know that 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 you do that but bottom line is it, it did happen they forced the fumble and and we've got to find a way in spite of you know when you do face moments like that to respond better and and, and get more points on the board especially from an offensive perspective
0: as a play caller how do you strike the right balance and committing to the running game even when it's not working early when you know that you're in a hostile environment against one of the best run defenses in the entire NFL?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's a good question and I think you always do want to, uh, you know, try to maintain a certain level of run, pass balance. I think when you look at specifically the run game, I didn't give us enough opportunities to try to create some explosives where uh, they are such a good stout inside, you know, they're so stout inside and then just being able to mix up, you know, give us a little bit more variety. That's something that when you look at yourself critically as a play caller, I think one of the things that we've done a decent job of is mix it up with some perimeter schemes and then some inside zone hidden plays off of your run actions and and those are things that you know I've got to do a better job for our offense with but I think at the end of the day you do want to maintain a certain level of run pass balance but it's about moving the football efficiently and uh, if we feel like when you look at the Houston game throwing it getting the ball out of right. Jared's hands was the way to get into a rhythm uh, that's what we'll do and and I think. Um, Every oper- every game, you know, you, you realize how humbling this league is, and uh, the more that you accumulate that experience, especially as a play caller, the more that you're able to learn from the good and the bad. And certainly yesterday, where was it was a day that you want to be able to put your guys in some better spots, and and I'll hopefully learn from that. And same
2: with Todd Gurley, you're slamming your head against a brick wall trying to get out, and it's not happening. The game ends. I mean, what do you say to him after a game like that?
1: Yeah, I just say, hey, you know, just 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 trust that that we'll find a way to make sure that we're all better. I got to put you in some better spots, and and then hopefully. It'll to lead to the better, you know, the production that we've seen more consistently from you throughout the year. But uh, we got the right guys in that locker room, Demarco, and, and mm-hmm. they respond the right way. Uh, I don't think anybody's looking to ever uh, blame anybody, but they look inwardly at what can they do be, to be a part of a more productive solution, mm-hmm. as opposed to looking to deflect. And, and And that's how you know you got the right kind of guys. But uh, that's where you know you as a coach have to do a better job and and that's certainly something that I'll strive to do moving forward.
0: With that we'll table the offensive performance in week 11 and take a break here and come back and talk some defense and special teams rehashing the loss of the Vikings before we look ahead to the New Orleans Saints on a Thanksgiving weekend at the Coliseum. It's the Coach McVay Show here on ESPN LA. All right, happy Thanksgiving week, everyone. Once again, we're at uh, Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks. DeMarco Farr, J.B. Long. It's a Week 12 edition of the Coach McVeigh Show. The Saints have ripped off eight in a row, and they'll be at the Coliseum on Sunday. Hope you'll join us after you digest that turkey. But let's get to uh, some defense and special teams from the weekend in Minneapolis. Uh, boy, I just... Adam Thielen's a great player and I know you have a lot of respect for him as a former receiver yourself can you give us a sense of what makes him special and how he's having such a great year for them
1: yeah I think he's doing it all you know you look at him winning on some quick hitting isos outside whether it be a hitch creating you know for a 65 yard touchdown uh, making contested catches over the middle down the field Uh, you see why he's a guy that's got over 900 yards I want to say he's second in the league now behind only uh, Antonio Brown in receiving yards but Mr. Reliable that you know he can he can do a little bit of everything and uh, he's just a very good football player and and, you know played a great game yesterday, made a great double move on a third down that got him on their second scoring drive to go up 14-7 on a third and short from the slot. So uh, he's a crafty player. You can see he understands the game, uh, the little nuances of it, how to set people out of work edges, and, and it's why he you know been doing a good job
2: and you're losing guys you're losing corners i mean that's going to affect what you're going to do on defense as well to turn those guys loose
1: yeah you know it's tough but uh, certainly we, we don't make any excuses yeah. and and you know you know as well as anyone demarco when injuries occur you know you have a lot of confidence in those other guys that are on your 46 uh game day roster and and, and if they've got to step up and, and play a little bit uh, bigger role than what they thought you know that's why that practice week and making sure that you're intentional about being ready to go is very important and uh you know they made some good plays yesterday and and, and We didn't.
0: The absence of takeaways for the first time in a long time was a nice reminder of how precious they are and how critical they are to getting the offense in the end zone, in turn, as well.
1: Absolutely, you know, you look at it. That was the first turnover that we had had in a few weeks, going back to the Arizona game when we turned the ball over, um, you know, on the on the interception. But our guys have done a nice job taking it away. And, and to Minnesota's credit, they took good care of the football. I thought Case did a great job managing the game and uh, kind of just taking it one play at a time. And we always talk about the quarterback making good decisions consistently throughout. And I thought he did that. They ran the football efficiently there's a couple of plays our guys are raking at it and, and you can see that uh the the ball security is a huge point of emphasis for them as well and and they were able to win that turnover battle and and again it's a great indicator of how important that is because we're 7-0 and when we're even or we win the turnover battle when we lose it we're 0-3 and there's nothing other than points that's a that's a better indicator of, of winning and losing football games in this league than, than the turnovers I thought
2: you had some great rushes it just good escape routes by case keenum you were getting on him a bunch of times
1: absolutely you know we we, we were able to win some one-on-one some isos up front and then it's about finishing plays but that's one of the things that even going into the game we had said was a a big point of emphasis because case does have some uh you know athleticism the ability to you know be elusive in the pocket and then escape and keep his eyes down the field and whether it's creating with his legs or making an off-schedule throw like he does the Thielen on the second down uh he made a lot of plays yesterday and, and i thought it was a big reason why they were able to come out victorious
0: When you have uh, a day where you don't exactly thrive against the run and then you look ahead to next week's schedule and you see the The twin backs that New Orleans has, and the way they're running it uh, with Drew Brees at the helm, uh, do you relish that kind of challenge to get things corrected right
1: away? I think so. You know, I think uh, what you know after you get the result that you don't want, you know, you can't wait for that next opportunity to compete to try to redeem yourself. And uh, what a great challenge it is for our team when you look at the way they played defensively, and then uh, especially offensively, looking at a Hall of Fame quarterback. uh, They've been one of the top offenses year in and year out, consistently over the last handful of years since Coach Payton got there. And now that you have the complimentary pieces, when you look at Kamara and Ingram and the way they're blocking up front, they've always had great players on the perimeter. And uh, Drew does as good a job as anybody distributing it. So you see why they are one of the top offenses in this league. Another short quarterback. I like the, <laughs> I like the bean poles, man. Yeah, you don't
2: fly he, over the top of the bean poles. He
1: plays big, though. He's yeah. able to change his arm. You know, he's, he changes yeah. his arm angle. He plays tall in the pocket, and and uh, you see why Drew has had uh, the production that that makes him a surefire Hall of Famer.
2: I get the feeling you want to play right now.
1: I, yeah, I, I think, you know, the, that feeling that you have yeah. after those losses is definitely one that you're sick about. But uh, you're also motivated in the right ways to move forward. And you can't wait to get um, to move on and try to attack this week uh, of preparation with the right mindset and mentality. And, and uh, you know, definitely that's that's the mindset that we're in and that I have right now as well. You
0: get the sense that we're the only ones with our questions standing between him and New Orleans, right? A little bit. A, a little, little last, bit. That's the last piece well, yeah. of last week that <laughs> he has to dip so the We understand. Um, it, not a huge uh, special teams game necessarily in Minnesota, but I think back to a play where you uh, called a pass deep in your own end, allowed Jared to drop back near his goal line. I imagine in the back of your mind uh, there's something about the special teams work that Johnny Hecker and punt coverage have done, knowing, hey, if this doesn't work out, we're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and that's always a situation you want to avoid as well. Anytime that you're having a punt inside of that five yard line is never ideal because now all your timing, your rhythm, uh, your space that you're typically accustomed to using uh, is really down, but we do have a lot of confidence in our guys and we wanted to try to be aggressive and go for that play there. It led to a sack and and unfortunately, you know, it led to them getting some good field position, but a lot of that is a credit to the confidence we have in that punt coverage team and, and Johnny especially.
2: I have to give him a lot of credit for a guy that big that can shorten up and get the ball out. Yeah. I mean, you're in a truncated spot. To get that ball up that quick is amazing. Truncated. Nice word right <laughs> Thank you very I much. Like yeah, Pac-10 no, educated. There you yeah. go, man.
1: It is, uh, it, it is. And, and that's why he's one of the best in the world at what he does uh, but we do want to try to avoid putting johnny in those situations at all costs you didn't like truncated i know i liked it can That's you spell words. it i can't spell it yeah. <laughs> uh, this
0: is the coach mcveigh show live from cal lutheran in thousand oaks uh, week 12 new orleans and the rams coming your way uh, at the coliseum let's take a break here let's save some extra time for a segment we call audibles we'll get your questions right to the head coach and then we'll turn the page and go to the new orleans saints i promise i promise i promise on espn la you promise? All right, welcome back to a week 12 edition of the Coach McVay show with DeMarco Far JB Long in Thousand Oaks with the coach of the Rams, Sean McVay. Time for a segment we call Audibles. Thanks for your submissions on social media, and we get right to it with uh, Barrett up asking, "We've heard of the 24-hour rule with this Rams franchise before, but uh Coach McVay, what is your method and or message to the team uh in the week following a loss?"
1: Yeah, I, I it's the same as what it is after a win. It's that uh, we've got to look at it. We've got to find a way to improve, and then be ready to move forward accordingly. And yesterday, unfortunately, provided uh, a lot of things that we have to clean up compared to some of these other games. But uh, if you really are going to be process over results driven, and we feel like over time that's what's going to help us sustain some things, uh, we do talk about that process and each play we evaluate, we talk about it, and we talk about how that affects the outcome of the game. Uh, which make no mistake about it, we're trying to accomplish wins week in and week out. But I think in terms of the messaging, it's very similar Uh, but it's also you you do mention you know uh, these these tough times don't last tough people do we've got to be a resilient mentally tough football team and I think that's what we've been this you know first first half of the season and now two games into the second half of it offers a great opportunity unfortunately for us to look at this see if we can respond the right way and you know, we didn't get it done yesterday. We don't shy away from the mistakes that we did make, uh, but we hope to correct them and move forward and, and see it show up on our tape this coming Sunday.
2: Move on, but don't forget. Yeah, Is that ex- fair? yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, you certainly don't ignore the mistakes that occurred and that led to the outcome that we got. Uh, you address those. Everybody has a role in that, and I think when you've got guys that are accountable, that can look inwardly uh, to find solutions about how I can be a part of uh, making us a better team, then you've got the right guys, and that's what we feel like we do have. Uh, but, it, you know, it's not about... You you know me being afraid to admit to some of the mistakes that that I certainly make week in and week out as well and I think that helps our players all uh, realize that that we're all in this thing together. Next
0: question for coach McVeigh comes from Paul Catalano. Uh, he got the feeling from reading players post game quotes that the Vikings are a team that your team would very much like a chance to play again in the playoffs. Can you speak to the opportunity for a second chance against the Vikings?
1: Yeah, I can speak that if we take care of business this coming week and and give ourselves a chance to get our 8th win uh, then that, that leaves us closer to the ninth, but we, we talk about just one step at a time, one game at a time. Uh, that's a great football team we played yesterday. We didn't get it done. Uh, I would imagine that if they continue on the trajectory that they're headed, they probably will be a playoff team. Uh, we've got to continue to do things the right way, starting with the Saints game to give ourselves a chance to even talk about that. Um, but, you know, we know that there's there's steps to it and if if that's a situation that does come up that's a good thing but we're a long way away from being able to have those conversations
0: rams fan 52 uh, uses a baseball analogy good pitching can sometimes shut down good hitting in baseball is there a parallel in football where sometimes a great defense can just stifle what is also a great offense for the la rams yeah
1: they did a great job yesterday you know i think the, the biggest thing is is going into that game you know we talked about tough hard-earned yards uh you know they they make you get they make you earn everything that you you get it's why they were one of the best teams in the league about you know giving up you know the fewest big plays both in the run and the pass they play sound tight coverage when they pressure you they're sound on the back end they know how to attack protections and it's why coach zimmer is one of the best it's why they're one of the best and uh, certainly we didn't do a good enough job but you know they had a big part in that uh, Ken asks, any chance LaMarcus
0: Joyner goes back to more of a cornerback role rather than safety in times of need like we saw on Sunday?
1: Yeah, there is a chance. You know, I, I think when you look at it, just depending upon the health of our secondary, uh, obviously Nikhil will, will be a big part in that, but when you look at it, we've got to find a way to get our best five, six, however many, whatever that package is that we're playing to match some of the, you know, the heavier personnel groupings when they're throwing the football with three and four wide receivers. Uh, certainly LaMarcus is a guy that's been a premier nickel in the past, and we've got to do a good job of making sure that we're putting all our our best players in the right spots, and uh, if guys do get injured, we know it talks. We talk about you know getting other guys the opportunity to step up, but depending upon who's available will affect the way that we go about defending the Saints.
2: The shot he made on the goal line, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a linebacker shot that he made. That's a running back. On a dead run, yep. stopped him cold. no
1: he's, he's, he's an extremely tough football player. I love the way that he competes. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, you can't help but be, you know enjoy being around him. I yeah. think he brings an energy to our team that, that rubs off on a lot of guys in the right way. but
2: stayed at free safety, even though you lost some corners. He did yeah, you know and yeah. I
1: think that was just based on the week of preparation. Uh, you know you want to make sure that when you do have to make some of those adjustments, uh, what's going to be the best way to do that uh, dependent upon our availability going into the Saints game you might have a chance. To cross-train him at a variety of spots, but that was what we felt like was going to be the best thing to leave him there and get and then get Hatfield and and um, and Blake in there, and um, you know that was that was kind of just the approach that we took.
0: Injuries always trickle down to the special teams coordinator too, right? Because he's impacted by them either by losing that piece as well or by losing reps to them guys playing more defense absolutely
1: yeah no and, and that's one of the things that you have such an appreciation for bones with is that he's got such a seamless ability to adapt and, and get guys involved in the, in the variety of phases uh, that he's got to manage regardless of whatever injuries he's dealing with uh, unfortunately we've sustained a couple more over the last couple weeks than we had the first few weeks of the season but that is part of football and, and we've got to do a good job adjusting and adapting we
0: continue with the segment we call Audibles. Your questions directly to the head coach. Uh, Michael Zaremba, I think, has taken this loss pretty hard too. He says, uh, "Sean, what's your post-loss meal? I couldn't enjoy a meal the rest of the day yesterday." Hmm.
1: Yeah, me either, Mike. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't able to eat either. No, uh, I, I don't. Hopefully, we don't get used to it too much to where I do have a post-loss meal. Uh, didn't? I, I can't even remember. I was pretty disappointed, like you. I, I haven't eaten since.
0: Uh, on another food note, Robert Schaefer looking ahead to Thanksgiving. Do you have a go-to Thanksgiving food, anything outside the classics, Robert asks?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say anything outside the classics. My mom always does a great job uh, kind of keeping it consistent with some of the traditional things. But, um, you know, her, cor- her corn pudding is something that I definitely enjoy. Interesting.
0: Will you yeah. host this weekend? Oh, family yeah. coming yeah, your way? My
1: family's going to be there. Uh, definitely. It'll be a, a busy household at the McVeigh family, uh, at, at my house, not the McVeigh family household, but at... at at mm-hmm. my house, but uh, that's a great thing, and it'll be good to be around them.
0: How about uh, players and coaches? Anything as a team, you send them
1: on. Their yeah, way. I think you... you know, if you always want to try to do something with with the team, but I think you also want to be respectful that guys have right. a lot of different people coming in. I know that you know when I've been in Washington, and I'm sure similar here, uh, guys will have some get-togethers and things like that. But it al- also offers a unique opportunity for uh, your families and guys' families to come in town and, and appreciate them and, and be thankful for those blessings.
2: Thanksgiving is always a weird holiday for football, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, you have. To to set aside time to be happy it is yeah well it depends on what kind of season you're having right oh, you know? right right sometimes uh you know been part of games where you're playing on thanksgiving you end up getting the result that you want and it's great and then when you don't then uh it's tough to be very happy <laughs>
0: Uh, we'll continue with Audibles just a couple more for the head coach, Sean McFay. Sky Atola wants to know about uh, the trade off of going deep on first down, right? Sometimes there's an opportunity to hit a big one there, but you know that if uh, you don't get it, then you're kind of off schedule for second and third down, right? So how do you weigh that balance?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, really, I think we're, we're always going to be an attacking offense. That's just kind of part of our core philosophy, our mindset, and our mentality. We have confidence in our players. Uh, you do want to be careful, depending upon some of the looks that you're getting, that you always want to try to calculate those decisions when you you are going to take some of those shots and, and some of those big plays, but it's also like we talked to you know the quarterbacks about shot called doesn't mean shot taken, and uh, we want to be aggressive in a smart manner. You certainly want to avoid being in those second and tens mm-hmm. because against a great defense like yesterday, you do get behind the sticks and. I think one of the keys that that you know really led to us not being as productive as we'd like is we weren't able to get some of those plays that we had hit over the last couple of weeks, and that's a credit to their to them defensively, and then that's a great challenge for us moving forward to see if we can uh, make sure that we you know get that figured out and, and do a better job uh, going into the Saints game.
2: It's funny you say second and ten, I salivate. It, it's just natural. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do. It. Yeah, yeah, the I love defensive it. Yeah. Let's go him. get them.
0: Uh, a <laughs> lot of questions on the injury front, so I know this is redundant, but here in our final quarter hour, maybe you could repeat for just the latest on woods uh, Roby coleman and cave to kind of satisfy a lot of the audibles questions sure. that we had
1: yeah with with robert woods you know he got a shoulder injury uh, fortunately it wasn't worse than what it could have been where it would require surgery it's not going to you know require surgery but it is looking like it's going to be a couple weeks and the thing that you appreciate about robert is you know he's going to do all the little things in the meantime to get himself as healthy as possible as quickly as possible and reggie and his training staff will have him on a plan that is going to be conducive to try to get him back as quickly as possible but it's going to require some guys. To to step up in his void over the next couple of weeks uh, with Nikel. He's got a thigh that. Uh, any with, with any of those soft tissue injuries especially with the guy that his game is so much predicated on those short space quicks the lateral agilities uh, he's going to be a game time deal where we'll figure out how he progresses throughout the week if he's ready to go great if not then again that's going to require some other guys to step up and with Kayvon uh, he's in the concussion protocol came in today uh, was asymptomatic and we're hopeful that as the week progresses uh, his tests come out clean and he'll be clear to go
0: and hopefully Troy Hill in a position to fortify that group come Sunday
1: yeah Troy Hill's looking like he's going be ready to go get back at practice so that'll definitely provide a spark as well
0: thanks for repeating yourself and giving us the latest there as we turn our attention to the saints final segment of the coach McVay show coming up next on espn la the dome yeah back here at cal lutheran in thousand oaks as we wrap up the coach McVay show looking ahead to a matchup with the saints hope you'll join us at the coliseum uh, boy, how about eight in a row? From 0-2 to 8-2, and 2, can you give us just a sense of what it takes in this sport to accomplish something like that?
1: Yeah, I think a, a lot of uh, you know tough-minded individuals to be able to overcome some adversity, I think you look at what they were able to accomplish yesterday to get their eighth win right. against a very good Washington team. I want to say they were down 17 with under three minutes to go, and they found a way to rally and, and get the victory where you know two touchdowns, they end up getting the two-point conversion to send it in overtime, and then uh, they end up closing it out 34-31. But they've done it in all three phases. You know they're playing well, uh, doing a great job. Obviously, offensively, their defense has a lot of good new energy, and they fly around. Coach Allen's done a great job with them, and then special teams. You know, always good contributions by them. So uh, when you're able to win eight in a row, it's a it's a complete team effort, and it's a real credit to Coach Payton and his leadership.
2: I was going to ask you, what do you think about Coach Payton and his offensive play call?
1: Yeah, I've I've always been a big fan of his. I have a lot of respect for him. I think when you look at uh, the epitome of you know kind of the the rep- between a play caller and their quarterback. I think that's a great example of what it looks like when it's right, and I think it's why they've been able to sustain uh, such a high level of success for so many years, that consistency being the truest measurement of performance, and uh, you look at what he and Drew have been able to accomplish with their offenses that they've been leading for the last handful of years, Uh, New Orleans is at the top year in and year out, and I think just from a philosophical standpoint, they do a lot of things that that we believe in, and uh, I think just seeing some of these other great coaches around the league, Sean Payton is clearly one of them, and you always look to uh, try to take something from them, especially being an offensive head coach.
0: Uh, The improbable comeback you referenced yesterday, a 34-31 in overtime, the final. They trailed by 15 points with less than three minutes, and I wrote down this comment from Peyton. He said, the number one thing you'll miss – when you're finished playing or coaching, the excitement of getting one that maybe you didn't think you were going to get. I wonder if, if that resonates with you at all. Have you ever had a similar experience? It's the thrill of walking out of a place thinking, man, I didn't think we were going to get that
1: one. Yeah, you know, the thing that resonates, you know, there's been a handful of wins that are that are great and, and very exciting. I think you look at the Dallas and being able to pull out the San Francisco one that, that we did, but I think, you know, just specifically, you know, where you're coming truly back from behind and in a manner at which you didn't think that you would accomplish it. I was a part of a Washington team a couple years ago we go down 24 nothing Joe Coach Barry was with me there mm-hmm. so was Coach Pleasant um, and we were down 24 nothing. came back and ended up winning at 31, I want to say 31-30 at the end. And it was a, it was a, it was a great comeback. Uh, I think it was the largest comeback in, in the franchise's history. And to be a part of that and to experience that and to have that feeling in the locker room is what the best part of it is, is being able to share in that excitement with the coaches, with the players, and, and that's what it's about.
0: Quick follow-up on that, because I, I did get a couple of questions this week about, you know, why was Robert Woods still in there at the end? But Robert Woods is still in there at the end because you're searching for a moment like, that right absolutely
1: yeah. you know you're you're still we're, we're always going to compete till the end um you know if you said you knew he was going to get an injury where he, somebody fell on his shoulder certainly you'd like to be able to avoid that but uh, we always talk about competing and finishing games and uh and that's what we were doing in that situation right there
2: absolutely uh who who was the guy that tackled him harrison smith right? yeah harrison Smith. Oh, so he's out there so why not have robert Woods out yeah. There? Exactly. yeah you're trying to score they're trying to stop you that's just football that's the way it goes no doubt yeah
0: Uh, When you look at this team on defense, you know, we've heard the refrain for so long, whatever happens if Drew Brees and this dynamic offense gets a defense that can match their caliber, it seems like this edition of the Saints has that defense.
1: Yeah, they do a great job. They apply pressure to you in a variety of ways. Obviously, uh, when you look at some of the players that can influence and affect you up front with Hayward, he, you know, he's a nightmare that kind of moves all over the front. Uh, they got some guys at the linebacker position that can run and hit. And then certainly I think the addition of Lattimore, uh, has been really big for them in their secondary, but, uh, they got safeties that are playing well, uh, and I think Coach Allen's done a great job being able to mix it up and, and kind of keep you guessing.
2: I love it. It's a challenge for you, right? There's no fear. It's just a challenge of the next group yeah, that you must beat.
1: Absolutely. You know, you look at last week, humbling game for us. Coach Zimmer did a great job of leading that team. And, uh, you know, you, you got to dust yourself off and find a way to respond against another great team. And uh, you don't have too, too much time to feel sorry for yourself. Otherwise, you end up letting the Vikings beat you twice. And we can't allow that to happen, especially when you're playing another great team like we are this weekend with the uh, Saints coming into town. In broad strokes, here, here we are in
0: Week 12, you're getting set to face an opponent that you'll see once and only once in the regular season. Where do you kind of start from the ground up? What do you want to see in terms of film or information as you start to assemble your game plan with your offensive staff?
1: Yeah, I think you always try to kind of find some light games in terms of some of the offenses, you know, just from an offensive standpoint. Uh, you know, you typically use anywhere between four and six games in your breakdowns, but the situational cut-ups that involve really your, your third downs, your red zone, usually you'll use uh, the entirety of the, of the regular season to try to make sure that you're not leaving anything out and Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be the same thing with some of the personnel groupings that you want to utilize that other offenses have Uh, so you want to make sure that you've got enough of an inventory and our coaches do a great job with that and then on the flip side defensively A lot of times that will involve looking at some similar teams that operate, whether it be a 3-4, how are they playing in their base defenses, maybe some of the coverages that might be similar, and you see some of the concepts and things like that that they're running. But uh, I would say it certainly isn't exclusive. You know, you're going to use the inventory of the entire regular season, uh, but in terms of just, you know, using those actual game breakdowns, it becomes anywhere between 4 and 6. Sometimes it becomes the most recent. Sometimes it's the most relevant opponent uh, that kind of matches up and is most similar to us that will be, you know, useful for us in terms of evaluating that and
2: newsflash you're at home this week
1: we are yeah you love that right we like we like that they're gonna be cheering for you we we hope so
2: Yeah, Yeah. being loud for you instead of the opposite way. Absolutely.
1: Always fun to play at home, right? Absolutely. You know, I think uh, not having to deal, you know, you you don't make any excuses, but I think when you look at what that uh, atmosphere was yesterday, great energy, uh, great crowd that they ended up having that ended up creating some elements that uh, you have to have answers for offensively in terms of handling your cadence, so it'll be nice to be back home uh, and not have to use that.
0: I know you're not looking at any kind of playoff structure or framework, but here we get into Thanksgiving week and there's a game on T V here involving some playoff contenders. Does it just seem like the contenders are starting to collide across the NFL right now, especially in this top heavy NFC? Yeah, I think
1: so. I think when you look at it, you know, as the as the regular season continues to take shape, you start to see some teams. Uh, separate themselves, uh, but uh, our mindset and mentality doesn't change. You know, We've just so happened to play two of the best teams in this league and from a record standpoint the last couple of weeks uh, with Minnesota and now getting ready for, for a tough game against the Saints, but for us, uh, you give yourself a chance to be relevant and to be in that conversation uh, by taking care of business one game at a time and, and that's the approach that we'll take this week as well.
0: You mentioned uh, Marshawn Lattimore, the impact he's made on the Saints defense. I know they really like their rookie class a lot in New Orleans. At this stage of the season, are your guys even rookies anymore? Or are they kind of fully ramped up to Heck speed, no. on par with You're everyone else?
1: Yeah, I think you know. Any time that you look at it, where you've accumulated close to what a regular season in college would be with the, right. with the ten games, uh, you you know you expect those guys to, to start to feel like, all right, I'm I've gained enough experience where I'm not a rookie anymore. And I do think we've got some mature rookies that are playing for us. Uh, they've had some great experiences, and they've had some things that that we can learn from in a positive way moving forward. So these last six games uh, that we're guaranteed are going to be very important. Uh, and it's about making sure that we take care of business in number 11.
0: As a rookie, do you remember having to break through that wall? Oh,
2: God, yeah. yeah. I mean, my body was saying, you're done. And we had six, seven weeks to go. But you got to fight through that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But, yeah, the first time I got pancaked in the league, yeah, I'm a vet now. i, I got to get some get back on this one. There Absolutely, yeah. i got more games to prove it.
0: A little bit different, though, when you're doing it full-time and you yeah. can take care of your body to and go work to with the training staff yeah. uh, for for a living?
2: A little bit, yeah. I don't have to go to class. All I do is football. And that's when you realize you're a pro. And when you realize what the league is all about, especially this time of year.
0: I asked Sean, I'll ask you. Thanksgiving food? What are you looking forward to oh, Thursday? everything.
2: Yeah, my favorite You're Thanksgiving cooking food this year. is more. No, I'm just eating. <laughs> I'm just showing up and eating. Yeah, how about That's that? That's a good answer. Yeah.
0: I uh, wish you a happy one, uh, Coach, you and your family as well. Thanks for spending some time yeah, with man. us here on this Monday night. We wish you the best against the Saints. Look forward to seeing you Sunday at the Coliseum. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. And to that. everyone out there uh, listening on ESPN LA, we wish you a very safe, enjoyable, happy holiday. Uh, take care of yourselves and your family and join us, will you? A uh, really good Saints team riding an eight-game winning streak. Coming to the Coliseum on Sunday. We'll see you there for Rams football on ESPN LA.